This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Uh-oh. We've already got our first question. Okay. I didn't see the comment. That was pretty quick. Wow, I didn't even think anybody was going to watch. Must have been... So anyway. All right. So, Ralphie155, so what's the question? <clears throat> if the sun gives us light, why is space so dark? Are you sure it is? Do you want the funny? Do you, do you want the the funny answer or the real scientific answer? So, actually, ooh, okay. So I haven't drunk enough for a funny answer yet, but the real answer is: any light you see is a reflection, and so most of space is nothing. So there's nothing to reflect it back. Exactly. So, now, hmm. I'm trying to think. I wonder if this has something to do with the moon landings, right? I don't know. Could be. Well, it's like how come if you're on the moon, um, and you're looking, you don't see stars in any of the moon photos, but you're in space with no atmosphere. That's because the reflection for off the moon, just like if you're if you're in a bright enough area, like at a parking lot. With bright lights, you can't see any of the stars. So does that mean, like, if you're in a bright parking lot, you can't see the sun? Uh, no. Sun, well, a little bit brighter than that, so. Mm, so it's all relative. And just because it couldn't see stars in the camera doesn't mean the astronauts necessarily couldn't see them. Good point. I guess we need to find one and ask them. I will say that does a uh, segui into one of my, I was actually thinking about this. Well, so I was listening to a podcast this morning. Actually, I started yesterday and finished this this morning. Uh, Ark Invest. So they were talking to actually the president of Purdue university because apparently Purdue has been doing this big online thing and education and such. And anyway, so there's a lot of astronauts that have come out of Purdue. So Armstrong came out of Purdue and he was actually on campus a couple of times while I was there for grad school. And one of my regrets is not noticing that and going to one of his lectures and actually seeing him when he was still alive in person. Okay. So didn't get, I think you, uh, I guess you didn't know we were going to talk about that tonight. No, I didn't, but that's fine. But I have seen Chuck. I have gotten within five feet of Chuck Yeager. That's good. So, is he still alive? Oh, no. He died. Well, crap. We're in early 2021, so maybe he died in 2020. I did not realize he was from West Virginia. Did not know that either. So, yeah. Uh, I was out at Edwards, and this is probably woo, around 2000, 2001. And they were doing an air show, and he was uh, riding around in an F-15, recommemorating the anniversary of when he broke the sound barrier, like 50 years earlier or however many years earlier. Long time ago. It's longer every year. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> see when was it? Hey, you got any of that gin? I don't have it with me, but I've I've been I don't have hey, any. Hey, we had a we had a condition on why I sent you that gin. Okay, I'll have to do it next time. Tonight I'm just drinking sparkling water uh, from a QT. Well, that's an old QT. <laughs> old old sparkling water from QT. I didn't get the sparkling water from QT. I just got the mm-hmm. cup from QT. There you go. So, so what have you been doing in the comic world? Oh, not a lot. I haven't been reading much comics other than Batman and Detective Comics to try to keep up with them. Oh, uh, did you skip the whole Future State thing? I've got several of the books. I haven't read them yet. So, I got uh, the ones I got and I read them. I mean, it was all right. I guess this is what they were trying to do with their 5G thing. Yeah, that's kind of what people are saying. This was originally the 5G plan that they no longer are going with it in that case. um, But yeah, like I said, I've got several of the books. I didn't get all of them, but I got... Mm -hmm. A number of them, but I haven't read them yet. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out, I don't know, ever since they've gone to this whole, like, the sheet and the PDF, I kind of find a hard time trying to figure out exactly what's going on with DC. Yeah, I don't like the PDF of online, of DC Connect. I wish I'd print it. Why? Because you like, you like thumbing through the previews? Yes, I like pages physical pages what well you better get you better get it in while you can with marvel dropping uh diamond i don't think we're going to be getting previews uh you know after the summer well they don't they're not going until october so okay maybe it's october yeah so here's the question do you save like your last like the last six of them because these are going to be collector's items because i'll tell you what um i'm no I've, i've seen some sales on ebay where like the the previews of certain characters are like going for big cgc will slab them and they go for big money like uh for marvel the big miles morales there's one of him on the previews and it goes for like two grand in the 9.8 from a marvel from a from a preview (sighs) from 2012 that's just that just i don't get that i really don't I mean, how do how they slab that? That's going to be in a huge... What do you mean they slab it? They'll slab trade paperbacks. I you know. know that's going to drive Mike Myers nuts. Yes. I just can't say getting a preview slabbed. I mean... Well, you'll get it slabbed if somebody will pay you two grand for it. Well, yeah, I would. There probably won't be a 9-8, though, because I thumbed through them too, too much. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just see the grader rolling his eyes. What? Hey, they'll they'll slab anything if you send it to them. Well, I take that back. They will not slab a treasury edition. But I got I got a short box of treasury editions. I would love to slab. That's a lot of plastic. Yeah. Why won't they? Why won't they slab treasury editions? I don't know. They're too big. They'll slab a magazine. They'll slab a trade paperback, but they won't slab a treasury edition. Interesting. And they'll slab a DC black label. Wait a minute. A trigger edition is not bigger than a previews, is it? Mm, and which, which of the three dimensions of space? Uh, 
height, width, height and width. Yeah, yeah. Treasury edition is going to be greater than the previews in the x and the y coordinates, but it but previews will definitely be bigger in the z. <laughs> z being thickness. You got it. Right. But hey, you never know. Now, right. I know another thing they'll never slab is pulps. Oh, I wish they would slab pulps. I don't see why they don't do that. I, I we've been talking about that since you got interested in pulps. Well, yeah. well, if you call interested, like willing to look for them and you can't find them anywhere, and getting totally frustrated because you can't find them anywhere. But you have a few at your LCS. I know, but they're not what I'm looking for. Right. Actually, I don't know what I'm looking for. It's one of those things. I need to go into a pulp store. You got comic stores, you got magazine stores, you got record stores, but you don't have a pulp store. I need a pulp store. Hmm. Well, maybe there'll be one one day. Maybe it's an untapped market I need to jump into. <laughs> open a pulp store. Mm-hmm. See, you got to find pulps to open the store, though. <sighs> you can't find... Details. Details. You're in a a circuitous problem there. Yeah. You can't find pulps to open the store, and you can't open the store until you find the pulps. Well, I guess the question is, when I've been going to all these antique stores and everything, which I can't go to right now, but maybe here in about six months. You remember remember when you came out here for Ronnie's wedding, and we were driving through middle of nowhere, Missouri, between here and and Columbia, before we took that right into the middle of even nowhere further, Missouri. Right. Um, all the antique stores and all that other stuff through there where um, there's plenty of places. They got Nancy Drew books. They got Hardy Boy books. They got a few comic books. They got magazines. Don't know about pulps. I wonder if pulps, well, you know, I was about to say if they ended up in the paper drives for World War II, but nah, pulps, pulps were into the 50s and the 60s, maybe into the 70s. So did pulps convert into like the magazines in the 70s? I'm not sure. Or did pulps fall under something like the Comic Code Authority, but it was something for Pulp Code Authority? I don't know that there was a... If, I don't think pulps fell under any authority. Mm, a lot of, there a was lot a lot of, the of them. Yeah, explains a lot of the covers. Explains a lot of the content, <laughs> too. Because, yeah, they weren't under any sort of regulatory authority that I'm aware of. Because that's how like some of the early comic book, uh, like early DC, before they became before they got into comics, were doing pulps of you know bordered on softcore pornography. Mm-hmm. So you know, back in the good old days of the forties and the fifties, right when everything was wholesome and not great. Uh huh. Well, 30s and 40s, but into the 50s. So, anyway, so have you read anything lately that you have really, 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 really liked? Yeah, I'm reading up, well, keeping up with Batman, which I'm not too fond of the current tying and run on Batman. But. Batman or tech? Batman. James Tynan's on Batman. Um, oh, so you mean Batman's not rich anymore? Yeah, Batman. Yeah, it's just weird. I'm just, I'm not enjoying it too terribly much. But, but you're still reading it. Still reading it. Yeah. 
I guess this. I got. I enjoyed reading. Oh, son this. of a bitch! You got like a first print. Mm. I got a first print. Yeah. From my LCS, because my LCS was one of the original 50 stores. No, mine was not. And so I went to this other place that's a chain in town. Went there like last October or whatever it was. Signed up for it and everything. My fault for not checking in with them like a month ahead of time. You know, went up there after it came out and it's like, hey, I'm here to pick up my ENIAC. Oh, you on the list? Yeah, I signed up in October. They went looking, couldn't find it. And it's like, well, we still got one of the not first prints back here. So, I don't know. I'm not going to flip it, so I have no desire to do that. Well, you know, I've read it. You know, I'll sit here and see in six or nine months what the price is and decide if I want to get a first print then. Right. So, But I did jump on the Cowabunga or Deep Discount Comics. I don't know what to call them anymore. Um, um, ordering for it, for moving forward, so I should be okay for going for the rest. I'm going to get him. I didn't go through Calbunga. I've already told my LCS months ago to sign me up for all the. Well, yeah, because you had idea. to. You had to commit for uh, the whole uh, series, or the right. You can't just uh, buy one. You got to buy them all. Kind of, yeah. Plus, I mean, I was going to buy them all anyway, but. Uh, well, what if the story sucked? What if the art sucked? Were you going to buy them all anyway? I didn't expect Matt Kent. I trusted Matt Kent enough on ENIAC at least to know mm. that wasn't going to suck. So, Oh, and then a Brathwaite art? Brathwaite art, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a, it's a good story. And like I said, I got my... I don't even know what a first print's going for right now. Uh, 100, 120, or is that slabbed or unslabbed? I don't know. I don't know either. So... Oh, man. Everybody's wanting to text me. Everybody's wanting to talk to me. It's like, look, I'm talking to Jay. I haven't talked to Jay in like, I don't know. Did we talk? Was it post-Christmas, past Christmas, uh, pre-Christmas? It's been after Christmas. Is it? Well, let's just say, we were going to try to podcast, was it last week or the week before? I think it was the week uh, week before last. Right? Week before, yeah. yeah, I had to cancel because I accidentally failed my dog too much supplement and she got a irritable bowel, bowel dis, uh, syndrome. I ended up having to get up every four times a night for like a week to like let her out. Uh, so I was, I wouldn't, I would not been the cheery mood I am in now if, if we had to, if we had to do that. So right. I've, I've since learned the difference between a teaspoon and a tablespoon. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's, I, I was never good with dry or wet measurement. Never good. I, I don't like that whole quart thing. I don't like that pint thing. You know, that's why we really need to be metric. Liters, milliliters, centiliters, teaspoons, pints, tablespoons, grams. Uh, right. But I definitely know the difference between a teaspoon and a tablespoon now after that, that week. Whew. Which was kind of hilarious. So we had to get. So she was having problems and looking at us like, "What do I do?" And we we're like, "I don't know what you want to do." Okay, we'll go to the vet. So we went to the vet, and so it was urgent care. So we're sitting out there, and it's kind of raining or whatever. And I look over next door, and there's this, there's this one, this girl's, you know, probably early twenties, is pulled up, and she's sitting there, and I'm looking. She's got a flat tire, and so she proceeds to try to get. I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like talking to Ann. I'm like, "You think I should go help her?" She's like, "No, that'd be creepy." 
you know, on COVID and everything. I ah, don't help. So I'm sitting there watching her and she gets the thing up on the jack about a, about a foot and a half up. And then the car falls forward. Oh gosh. So she then proceeds to put the, she then proceeds to put the jack back under there, jack it up again. And the car falls backward. She'd already, so, so the first time it bent the jack. So anyway, long story short, I ended up helping her with my jack. We put her, well, we put her donut on and then it was flat. So then I had to take her donut off. We walked across the street to the gas station, filled it up, put it back on. And she got home safely with her dog. That's good. So that's my good deed for the year. I'm just going to be a, you know, mean old son of a bitch the rest of the year. (laughs) I doubt that. Okay, you ready for this? Here's Uh-oh. a slabbed ENIAC. Is it actually slabbed or, pro- or is it a pre-order slab? No, it's slabbed. Mm. It's on eBay. Here's the eBay. A 9.9. Ooh. Oh, that's because it's got the cardstock cover. Sharp corners. $2,550. That's what it's for. Has anybody paid for that? I don't know. Go to complete sales. Filter it on complete sale. Completed sales. Sales. How do you do that? I don't know how to do that. Well, at this rate, we're going to be on six hours like Geek Brunch. Okay. Well, we'll just call ourselves the Snyder Cut. There you go. Best of the rest. No. Oh, no, no, no. Best of the rest is gray. Oh, yeah. That's true. (laughs) No, if you go to filters, uh, if you're on your PC on the, I think it's on the left side, you expand it down. And somewhere down there is a switch for completed sales or best offer or something like that. You click that on, and then all you see is completed sales. Okay. And then you find out what people are actually paying or paid, plus state, uh, you know, income tax or state sales taxes and any other fees. Oh, I can't find it. I'm not going to waste everybody's time by doing that. So. Oh, you know what? I will say I am going to have to turn in my Terry Moore fan club card. Why? Because somehow I forgot to order serial number one. Oh, my gosh. I ordered serial number two, ordered serial number three. I ordered serial number four, and I made sure I ordered serial number five. But somehow I missed serial number one. I thought maybe, maybe they missed it. Maybe they missed it. I went and looked. Nope, didn't order it. Forgot it. Skipped it. It's hidden in there. So I ended up having to go, you know, pay like quadruple cover price to order one off eBay. And now the guy can't find it. So (laughs) hopefully it ships soon so I can sit there and start reading it. Can't find it. Yeah. Had an eBay listing. Sold it. Took my money. And now like three days later, it's like, oh, I'm having trouble finding it. I'm going to have to go like pull it from somebody's subscription box. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> literally that's what he sent me an email saying he's gonna pull it for somebody's account oh gosh uh, maybe it's somebody that hasn't paid in a while i don't know all i know is oh, if yeah. i get my uh, all i know is if i get my book i'm gonna be happy with it Ooh, have you seen the sketches he's been posting on like uh twitter but for his sale on april 9th yes I'm you see the one today of motor girl yes and bick and bick yep, yeah yeah i wonder how much that one's gonna be i really like that one but Anyway, I, yeah, I don't know what people are paying, but this is, guy's listed a 9.9. But this kind of reminds me, or this puts me in, I was listening to Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about a 
I think it was a Spider-Man, an old Spider-Man comic that a 9.9 was going for 3,500 and a 9.8 was going for $171. Oh yeah. And nine, is, nine. is there that much difference between a 9.8 and a 9.9? I mean, is there, or 9.9 is that rare? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. We're going to get into some comic economics. Okay. So, what would be a comic we would want to look at where there would be 9.9s and 10s, do you think? Not Batman Damned. You can't count Batman Damned. That's just the total. And we can't count any of the early vaults because they were doing Heathen and stuff, and that was getting 10s. It's got to be like, um, and I don't want to use like a Spider-Man 300 because those numbers are already skewed. Um I'm trying to think. I don't. Oh, crap. I sit there and say that. And then I probably eliminated everything that I know of that would have a 9.9 or a 10. Um, I really I don't think of a thing. Well, I don't think. I think we have to. I do think we have to pick something with the cardstock cover. Uh, yeah. Ooh, let's. Um, crap. I can't think of it. What's the. Uh, let, let me look up the killing joke. Okay. Let me look up the killing joke. That's old enough that... All right. So, okay. Killing joke. Uh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, crap. All right. Let me share the screen. Share. Share. Uh, share screen. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, select window or screen. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, so can you see this? Not really. But... What do you mean, not really? Well, let me enlarge it. Get it. Okay, okay, I can see it now. All right. So this is a website I use that, that tracks eBay sales. Now, the problem is they only look at the past 50 sales, and so there hasn't been a sale of the Killing Joke in a 9.9 or a 10 in all of these. But if you look over here, you'll see there's 14 tens out of the population. There's 52 9.9s and then there's 3,582 9.8s, 2,182 9.6s, blah, blah, blah. Right. So the total census is 7,830. So there's like, a, so there's been 8,000 The Killing Jokes graded. Out of those 8,000, 14 have been 10s, 52 have been 9.9. So either 0.2% and 0.9%. Right. Now, the problem is, I can't tell you what the sale history is. Oh, and as you can see, I actually own a 9.4. Mm. I didn't buy it off the stand. I traded for it. So I was quite happy with that. I've slabbed it, so I can't read it. But I have a 9.4. Um, so if I go to sale history, yeah, that's not going to tell me. So, and usually on here, it'll project out but um like a 9.8 only goes for two what is this right here why is it thinking well that's the total graded so so maybe that's not a good one because there hasn't been a 10 sold lately actually you know let's go ahead let's go ahead and do the spider-man 300 all right 1988 
I did not buy this off the newsstand. All right, so for Spider-Man, so this is not a cardstock cover. As you can see, there's been 24,000 Spider-Man 300s graded. Right. No 10s. This is a regular paper cover. There are there are 10 9.9s. Right. So. But none have been sold. Yeah, but none have been sold recently. Recently. But look at the difference between a 9.6 and a 9.8. Oh, yeah. It's a, this is a highly desirable comic because it's the first full appearance of Venom. It's a classic cover that's homaged. Uh, it's a McFarlane cover. It's like his third Spider-Man cover. So you've got all this stuff going on. And it's just a sweet cover. Right. So. Um, let's, that, that does show you the difference. Between, I mean, when you got 1,300, nearly 1,400 9.8s and only 10 9.9s. Well, let's hear. Let's see if there's any of these. Uh, let me see. Star Wars, The Clone Wars. So this is a more recent. Ooh, that's not it. That's not. Oh, here we go. Uh, so there's no tens or nine point nines with it, right? Uh, I'm trying to. Man, I'm losing. I wonder if there's a way to look up tens. I don't know. Because now you got you now you got me wanting to show you here. So, uh, so, hmm. What if actually you know what if let me look at the special edition one hundred. Nope, no nine nines or tens there either. So, but but as you can see, you get a, you get a popular book, and especially if it's something not recent, uh, you know. And by recent, I mean like in the ten past ten fifteen years when when you could pick up when you could get a book right off the uh, rack, right. bag and board it, send it off and get it slabbed immediately. It's it's hard to get tens. It's like well, I'm trying to think of something like from the eighties that would. Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Maybe Dark Knight Returns. Oh, no comics found. Oh, that's because I can't spell night. Nigget. 1985. Okay, there's 199. And still no recent sales. Wow, I didn't realize that was like $850 for a 9.8 now. Gosh. Anyway... Uh, I'll stop sharing. There we go. So, yeah. So that's where you get into tens and things like that, right? So, so it's true that yeah, there is a big difference between. You wouldn't think one point, one decimal point, would be that much difference. For... Oh yeah, it will be at that end. Now, what's what'll be interesting is what the price difference would be between like a point five and a one, right? And the only reason I'm even looking at it or thinking about any point five or ones is because I still have to get an X Men one to to eventually finish my X Men run, and right now a point five and a one's several grand. That's yeah, I, I have difficulty paying that much money for a point five. <sighs> what if it was a point five to Tech twenty seven? <laughs> I'd probably go for that if I could afford it. What if it was a single page or a wrap from a Tech 27? I don't know. I don't know. Those those actually exist. If you go out there and you get on, you get on. Uh, I was actually looking what uh from a Batman one a month or two ago there was a single wrap. Then the CGC will slap them too. 
they get a PG. Yeah, page. we talked about that one time. Yeah. So, hmm. who knows? But so so that's where some tens and things come from. So yeah, but here's the thing. So you saw you saw the percentage. So now like an ENIAC that's got that nice cardstock cover and everything. There's going to be right. more tens in nine right. nines. Because some people are just getting them, not even reading them. They're going to flip them. It's made of a nice, that's a thick, I mean, that's a nice thick stock cover. It is. And, uh, you know, and I don't think they're being handled by diamonds. So they're not going to be like drop kicked and, you know, wrapped or rolled through a puddle or anything like that before getting to the LCS. Right. So they're going to arrive in better shape. You're going to have people that are going to slab them because they know they can flip them and make money on them. So you're going to have a bunch of tens. May have some. Actually, you know what? I should go there, and I can probably look right now. Let's see if they're even, if that's even you know on here. Eniac one. All right, so Eniac one, first print. Not you know because I have the not first print. Damn it! There's three nine nines out there. Thirteen nine eights, one nine zero, one eight point five, and that's it. So there's been eighteen graded with thirteen oh so. About almost twenty percent of the ones graded are nine nines. Wow. So But you also gotta consider only eighteen there's only been eighteen graded. And people probably aren't sending these in to be graded unless they know they can get a high grade. Right. Now for some reason it is not showing me sale history. So no sales have been reported yet. I don't know what this one would slab for, but I'm not planning on slabbing it or sending it in, so why don't you have a CGC? Oh no, you have CBSCS near, near you. It's easy to get. A I slab. do. Hey, have you slapped that and gotten certified no. that uh, Batman eight eighty yet? No, I haven't. I've only been working on that for like three years. <laughs> I know. One of these days, I'll do it. One, maybe, maybe. Come on, you need to apply for one of those jobs. To be a grader. Yeah, I'm sure, but don't. I'm not sure they train for that. What do you mean? They got to train. To do it the CGC, uh, CBCS way. Okay. Oh, you can't grade a comic now? I know a little bit about it, but I don't know the in the, the full details of being a grader now. Maybe there's an online course. I don't know. Let's look. Training right. to be a comic grader. Well, there's a course under Udemy. Udemy? Yeah, you never heard of Udemy? Udemy? Oh, Udemy. Yeah. Udemy. Udemy. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, but is it some Yahoo that just <laughs> threw up there how to grade comics and you pay five bucks and you really don't know any more than you already know? $16. Learn to grade comic books. Yeah, I don't want to see his credentials. Uh, yeah. Is he learned to grade comic? I mean, we could do that. We could sit there. We could we could sit there and make a how to grade comic book course and charge fifteen dollars and undercut him. Yeah, fifteen ninety nine for this. Then give his credentials. <laughs> but you get the course for life. This is interesting. It's got twenty different sections in the course. Grading a point five, a point one comic. Grading a point three comic. Point three? Yeah. There's such a thing? I guess so. 
Mm. This sounds sus. Every section is a great, and it goes all the way up to grading a 10, 10. Did you even know what you were looking at if you had a 10 in your hand? I don't think so. So this ENIAC could probably, cause it's got no problems as far as I can tell. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go in a dark room and you're supposed to get like a, a, a sliver of light and you're supposed to look at things and see if it catches stuff and all. I've, I've heard a bunch of stuff on it and everything like that. And I'm actually more interested in learning how to press than I am improving my grade stuff. Some, some stuff, I don't know. Some things it just seems to me, if you're looking at a comic and you're looking at something, you can tell if it's good or not. Now, I will say, I looked at one comic that I thought was good, sent it off and got graded, and it came back with frustration on it. So I was a little PO'd about that. Right. And my LCS didn't realize that it got any restoration either, so he was kind of surprised too. And the grader notes really didn't say where it was, although there was like minor touch-up on the cover, which it was a Conan number one. So probably somebody took a black Sharpie and just kind of, you know, just a little, you know, probably patched up a little, maybe along the spine or something, a color tick or something. I don't know. Right. So I still got to find a Conan number one, but those things are just going. Actually, all comics are like freaking going up. Yes. So, waiting for that bubble to burst. You think it's going to, but who knows? And then there's record prices the next day. So, hmm. so anyway, you got anything anything coming out that you're looking looking highly forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to the next uh, bad idea book, Tankers. Which well, will that be comes. About- this week, next week, soon? No, it's a couple. I'm not sure. You gonna get to your out. LCS first thing so you can get the button? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna camp out at my LCS try to get the button. I was listening to Contest of Challengers and they didn't even they didn't even get their button. They had to give the first person an IOU. What? So Did they not get the button? They didn't get the button before the Wednesday. Then it went on the sale. ENIAC went on the sale. Mm. So they had to <laughs> take the person's name down and say, we'll give it to you when we get it. So. I don't know. So. I've actually, and I was hoping to be in this shipment this week from Cowabunga because I ordered the um, Jim Lee X-Men Artist Edition. Right. So I'm highly anticipating that. So. And then the... um Crap, I can't think of the name of it is from Fantagraphics, the uh, Barry Windsor Smith, uh, whatever, hardcover, the signed one. The one he's been working on for 20-something years and all that comes out, too, here soon. So I'm really looking forward to those. Yeah. Oh, and like a lot of people, I'm looking forward to the Shadow Man book. Oh, yeah. Hey, how'd you like those uh, Cowabunga exclusive covers I posted in the Discord channel? Those were nice. Yeah. And Bun hadn't even seen them. Well, yeah, but if if you got two hundred stores making um um hold on a second, my computer just told me it wants to like restart my computer because of a because of the Windows update, which means I need to switch to Linux. <laughs> yes, I already. You see, that's the thing. Okay, see, this is what gets me. So I knew we were going to podcast tonight. So 
Earlier, I came down here, went through, got updates, restarted the computer, installed all that, so this would not happen. And guess what? Windows still finds a way to want to reboot. Well, just tell it not to. I did. Well, I rescheduled it. But sometimes they trick you, and they put the two buttons close together, and you accidentally click the one that says reboot now, and then you reboot. Okay. I didn't. I've not had that problem, but so I guess I've been fortunate. Anyway, what were we talking about? Well, we're looking forward to Shadow Man. I think Shadow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Shadow yeah, Man those are, those are some nice Jenny Frizen covers. I already kind of get a lot of Jenny Frizen stuff, and just to then have it on Shadow Man. Woo. So are you going to get for those? Going already got those? them. Already ordered them. Okay. You can't order them. You can't order them through their thing. It's a uh, you got to go to their online. You got to go to their store. Deep discount? Uh, no, you gotta go to Calabunga. Calabunga. So yeah, I don't think they're not gonna be in the um, um, like the FOC or the regular order um uh, email. We gotta go There's, to their paid yeah, store. They're special. Actually, okay. let me sit, let me sit there and find it. Ah, uh, Calabunga. I think I did it. I did it earlier. Uh, 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 or maybe comics. Uh, new man. You think this would be easier to find? Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to find the email. This is a massive fail. I should have been ready for this. Oh, wait a second. Or did I get it in a text? No, I didn't get it in a text. Where did I get it? There it is. Do, 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 visit store. All right, share, share screen, share screen. Yeah, it gives me the warning. Allow. See? Are, are you on cowabunga.com? I am on shop. No, I am on shopcowabunga.com. Okay. And you shop now, and there they are. I do like me some Jenny Frizen art. So you got the regular, and then you got the virgin, and then you got the gray tone. Right. Gray tone just looks really nice. Okay. Yeah, I found it now. Uh, those are nice, but I'm not quite ready to... I don't know. $15 is not a bad one. Not for a store exclusive. Because they probably, you know... And and you have to look... Um, here's the other thing. If you read the email... So the trade dress, there's only they're only making like 500 of the trade dress, 250 of the virgin color, and 250 of the virgin gray tone. Right. So they're also limited. Right. But those are mm, Valiant and Jenny Frizen. Oh yeah. Sign me up. Nice. Sign me up. Love that stuff. They actually remember um, at C two E two, not the last one we were at, which was over a year ago. I think the one before that, they actually went and they bought some uh, Jenny Frizen original art, Eric, and uh, I don't know if they both bought a, each one, or they both bought one and they got to share it. I don't know. But those Wonder Woman Jenny Frizens are really nice. I still think there's some for sale. Um, she sells her stuff on Candace Art or something like that. And there's a bunch of those Wonder Woman covers still on there, but it's because she did like 60, 70 covers. 
So, but I keep wanting to get into OA, and then I realize how expensive OA is. I know. I love. I would be more inclined to go to that than collecting covers, but yeah, it's just too much, too expensive. So, but anyway, I'm trying to think of. Now I'm trying to think of what else is it I've been sitting here looking forward to. I've actually been going through and it's like, um, I'm going to, I think there's some image stuff I was getting. What was it? Oh, I started reading, um, black, uh, crap, black horizon. Was that it? Crap. I can't think of it now. And that's pretty good. Why can I not remember that? And, uh, Crap, there was something else here. Oh, Time Before Time from Image looks good. Did you see that in the last month's previews? I did, yeah. And I don't know. I thought everything was getting... I don't know. For some reason, it's like... I seems for the past year, most of what I've been reading and most of what's been coming back is horror. And I think I'm about horrored out. So I'm really wanting to do, like, uh, fantasy and science fiction. Well, that would be Vault. Or no, Volt's gone to where they do a lot of horror, not as much science fiction. Because that's why I think that's why I originally was really into Vault, and originally a lot into the Aftershock, and then everybody kind of went horror. And I think I got a little burned out on it, but now, oh, and Geiger, Geiger from Image looks good with Jeff Johns. So, you know, the first six uh, issue arc will be done in, by like twenty twenty seven, right? And, and I want to think, and then there's another old guard coming, Radiant Black. That's it. And I, I, I picked up the Latin, the first two issues of Radiant Black, and I really like that. And even I though I got the first 160 issues of Spawn, I just can't seem to get back into Spawn. But still, I haven't read an image title in a long time. I don't know. It just seems like. Image is coming out with some good stuff. And then you got all the Black Hammer stuff and Dark Horse, which is good. And I want to think there was something else I saw that I was re- I really wanted to talk about that I saw coming up that I was really looking forward to. I don't think there was anything in IDW, except I, I want the last Ronin. But it's like, has issue two coming out? It seems like issue one came out like six months ago, and I haven't seen issue two yet. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and then it's like, well, IDW does have the uh, the Leave Extraordinary Gentleman Volume 4, the Tempest hardcover, co- softcover. Mm. I think that was uh, Morrison's official retirement from comics for like the third time. I was going to say, when's he, is he retired again? <laughs> this time he means it. So Marvel, I'm really liking the Star Wars stuff in Marvel. Oh, and Frank Cho is doing some like uh, Red Sonja covers. Nice. You haven't seen them? They're the Outrage no, covers? I haven't seen them. Oh, it was in last month's preview, and there's another one in this month's preview. They're like, awesome. No, I've not seen those. Oh, you got to look for the or I did, or I missed them, I guess. I didn't. Well, you know he's coming out with a new... Uh, Portfolio is sketchbook or something here soon again. I don't know if it's going to be oversized. 
I don't know why I'm drawn to books like that. I like the the Bruce Tim, the Frank Cho. Uh, I'm forgetting who else do I have up there. Actually, it looks like it's mostly. Uh, have you ever heard of an artist called Alazar? That sounds familiar. I got this book. Fetish oh, fantasies. Fetish fantasies. I can't really show you in the interior because there's not a page in here that doesn't have some sort of nudity. Man, that looks. There, man, that almost looks Bruce Timish. It looks. It's kind of similar. These are all pencil drawings. They're not. They're not finished artwork. It's on the inside. Did you order that out of previews? I ordered this from Calbunga. Well, I know. So that means you ordered it through previews. Um, How come you didn't tell me about that? I didn't. I figured you saw it. Uh. Hey, don't show that back cover. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, there's. Yeah. Come on now. Crap. I can't think of what it was. There was something else I saw, and it was like, yes. Yes, was it Boom? No, I don't think it was Boom. Was it a Blaze? No, I don't think it was a Blaze. Of course, I am enjoying the Sumerian out of a Blaze. Really, I just, I'm really liking that and some of the art. I haven't gotten any a Blaze titles. I've seen you some that look like. Isn't Gung Ho one of them? Yep, Gung Ho's there. Uh, did you get? You got a uh, Faithless, right? Yeah. So, Maria, how do you pronounce two L's? Love it? Love it? Uh, Probably one L is silent, yeah. Well, Maria Lovett, who did Faithless, has got a series starting up in a blaze called Eros Psyche. Not heard of it. So, the first issue hasn't come out yet, so I'm getting that. And there's Serial. I'm still mad at I don't know how I missed that first issue. Oh, and then Baby Teeth is coming back. So that's exciting. Oh, that was it. So, yeah, it looks like Aftershock's getting some more uh, sci-fi stuff. More in my my line. So, uh, Oh, no. Actually, they were doing a fantasy bequest. Tim Seeley's bequest. (laughs) That starts this month, and I'm hoping it. Actually, that's in my shipment coming this week. So I'm really looking forward to that. Ooh, ooh. And I've heard a good thing about Papos's Scout's Honor. Okay. So I may I may have to get the uh, trade paperback for that. I think that was mostly it. I can't even I just got through going through the latest previews like last night or the night before, so I really haven't soaked that one up yet. Right. But I can't wait for that Jim Lee X Men artist edition. And that Barry Windsor Smith uh whatever it is from Fanographics. Nice. It'll be good stuff. I haven't ordered anything from Fanographics lately. I haven't had what? anything. What? I know. There's, been, there's not been any Love and Rocket stuff? Oh, well, I get Love and Rockets. I get okay, so you have been ordering stuff from Fanographics. Yeah. I get Love and Rockets. There's nothing from my new. LCS. Yeah. Nothing new, no. Or nothing, no collected editions or artist editions or anything like that. Do they do artist editions? Uh... On now a rare I gotta look. occasion. Now I gotta look. All right, let's see. Er, er, Not so. very often, no, but I mean, occasionally. Hey, you know, I guess I need to dig through my trash and pick up my get my previews from the last couple of months, just in case they quit printing. Because <laughs> they're gonna be. So, then I get it graded. They're gonna get a slab. It's gonna be this thick. You're gonna have a graded previews. 
We're going to go, why didn't I save them? Just like uh, wizards. I I still, I kind of wish I'd kept all my wizards. Just like I kept all my boys' life, and just like I kept all my dragon magazine. Oh, gosh. Uh, I I see some black mask is back, but I just, I just feel burned from like a Cal exit. Yeah. How many issues of that ever came out? I got three issues and I thought there was supposed to be a fourth, fifth or whatever. And uh, I think three was all they ever put out. Man. It's like, what's the point? Ooh, let's see. Fanographics. Fanographics. Um, peanuts. There's some peanuts anthologies. There's the Hip Hop Family Tree box sets. Uh, the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck box sets. For me, that doesn't doesn't seem like the regular fanographic stuff. Well, they kinda—they're pretty eclectic. They do a lot of. They do a lot of stuff like that. I'll admit they're kind of. Um, there's Red Room by Ed Piskor. Anyway, yeah, I've kind of did my quick pass through the latest previews. I need to go through again and do it in more detail. For some reason this month, I ended up with like uh, two of the DC Connects. I have a DC Connect. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I can't understand this. Issue 10 and issue 9. <sighs> I don't know. It's confusing. So, but, so you're still getting all the Valiant, right? Yeah. So, does it seem like it's on an irregular schedule? It does, yes. It's like, I thought they started EXO back up again, but I haven't seen anything since issue three in a while, or am I behind? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Well, Savage, well, Rye finished. Then Savage seems to be coming out regularly. Then Exo started. I don't know. Anyway, looking forward to Shadow Man, though. Yeah, Shadow Man's going to be good. So, uh, let's see. Vault, Vault, Vault's got some good stuff coming out. Of course, they've been leaning more horror lately, also. But, yeah, that, but the picture of everything, the picture of everything else is kind of interesting. How do you like? Have you been? Have you been reading that? No. What? No, I didn't get that one. Oh, you don't get? You just don't automatically get all the vault? No, I don't. They used to, but like I say, they started going more towards horror, and I'm not. That's not a one of my. I'm not that big on horror. Well, I like some, but that's not a lot. Yeah, but you're in Texas. And that is what to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. Aren't most horror films like in Texas or something? You got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes. Isn't that in Texas? Uh, I don't know. I never saw it. So, but, you know, I thought most stuff happened in Texas. Okay. I guess I'll take your word for it. Isn't it like four states in one? Uh, well, size area. I guess. I don't know. I don't know how many horror movies are set in Texas. You know what? I bet there's a website that details it all out. 
<laughs> well, actually, think about that. Well, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be interesting? Hey, Martin. Martin's a big horror guy. He can jump on this. So, what we need, what we need, is we need a web page and a map of either like the U.S. or the world or wherever it is, and it details out the locations for all the horror movies. Now, what happens if you do like something like an L.A. or a New York, where like a bunch of them happen there, right? So you're, you're going to have to do like a top three or something like that. But, you know, you may find some missed opportunities for some areas where, you know, like you have food deserts. You know, there's probably some zombie deserts out there. It's like, you know, in all the films, zombies have never been here. So, you know, the people feel kind of like, I don't know, left out. Right. You know, those and everything. I don't know. That would be interesting to know, I guess. Well, you know what? You, you always think those are going to be interesting, and then you f- sit there and you start looking at it, and it's like, well, hell, half of them are New York, half of them are in L.A., and the other half are somewhere make-believe that's in the Midwest somewhere, and they don't ever tell you exactly where it's at. Okay. That's three halves. That's true. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. So. Hmm. So what else? I don't know. Oh. Do you think we're what? Um, you saw the. Might as well talk about the Snyder Cut. Everybody else. Oh, does. you want to talk about the Snyder Cut? Okay, we can talk about Snyder Cut. Have you seen the color version or the gray version? I whatever version's on HBO Max. They're both on there now, and I'm curious to know whether or not the um, the gray version has anything new in it. I've heard I've heard the gray is supposed to have an extended scene with the Joker and Batman talking at the end in the epilogue. I'm going to guess. I've seen it twice. But oh, I've the just, whole thing twice? Yeah. By yourself both of them twice? Yes. Okay. Anne actually sat down and watched the watched it with me. Yeah, Pam probably I couldn't get her to do that. Not four hours. But you know what? It didn't. Was it four hours or six hours? It's four hours. Doesn't seem like know. four hours. No, it doesn't seem like four hours, but I only thought there were four chapters. And it ended up being like, what, six chapters in an six, epilogue or five chapters in an epilogue? Well, there were six parts plus a prologue and an epilogue. And it's, but it's four hours. It's not okay. six hours. So, anyway, yeah, sat through it, watched it, enjoyed it. Didn't seem like four hours to me. Anne was no. asking me questions about stuff and everything like that. So these people that sit there and said the first part of it dragged, I don't see it. Unless you saw the theatrical release and you already knew all that. So you were just wanting to get to the action part. But I don't know. I thought the the first part of it was, you know, pretty good character building. Yeah, I didn't think any of it dragged. I didn't. I didn't either. So I don't. I, I. But you know what? People's entitled their opinions, and if they think there's some pe- there's some movies that I've seen where people have really loved them, and I'm like, man, this where, when's this going to get somewhere? So, you know, it, maybe it depends on the mood, what your expectations were. I mean, yes. Could he have chopped thirty seconds here, a minute here? Why? Maybe, but you see, see, this is this is. This is how it's storytelling. And it's like, why do we have to be constrained by an hour and a half or two hours to tell a story? 
I agree. Right? I mean, back in the day, they used to have intermissions. Right? Yes. Like, if you went to the theater to see the Ten Commandments, you got an intermission. You went to see, uh, what's another long one? That's the only one I can, Lawrence of Arabia. That's a pretty freaking long film. They had an intermission. You give them intermission, people go to the bathroom, they come back, get your snacks, whatever, and you continue to watch the movie. The problem is you don't get as many turns in the theater. You can't show it as many times in a day. Right. So if you're going to see a, if you're going to watch a four hour or a six hour movie, then I guess you got to get charged. I don't know. What's it cost to go see a movie? It's been so long since I've seen it. It's like 18 bucks. They have to charge you like 36 bucks because it's twice as long. Well, you just put it in twice as many theaters then. <sighs> Maybe you just make the theater twice as big. Yeah. Or half the screen. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's I thought the storytelling, especially on Cyborg, they gave much more well, yeah. background on Cyborg. Yeah, and now that now that you now that you've seen that, now you and I've heard some people say, now you know why Ray Fisher was pretty pissed off. Right? Yeah. You do all this acting, you do all this, and, and, and the flash. It's like both of them much much more character development, much more in there, where in the theatrical release they were hardly there at all. Right. And so well, yeah, was... they, yeah. I mean they yeah, they developed the the cyborg a lot more. Do I still think do I do I think cyborg should still be on the Justice League? Maybe I'm a more a little more convinced now with this movie and everything, but anyway. So I, you know, I like the extended. Uh, oh, I liked. It. So, what do you think about including uh, Dark Side, or should like have been wait, the the reveal should have been later in the second or the third movie? Uh, or do you like having him as? Up in front, the the big bad, you know, I, initially I think going. It, I think it added to the film to have him showing him as the, since he's the ultimate bad guy anyway, and Steppenwolf and Desaad both are his underlings. Might as well go ahead and put him in there. Why not? No, well, I gave him. It's like everybody, you know. It's like I've heard say. It's like it gave Steppenwolf motivation. He was, right. you know, more than just wanting to conquer. Now, freaking going around and conquering 50,000 worlds or 100,000 worlds. Whew, that takes a while. It does take a while. Yes. Well, I guess my thing is, so I I, I read what the, what, you know, what once, I don't know if they talked to Zack Snyder or they're deducing this. So his overall vision was like Man of Steel. So this whole movie sequence is supposed to be Man of Steel, BVS. Justice League 1, 2, and 3. That was supposed to be his arc. Right. Right. And I don't want to get into this whole, you know, Batman was supposed to be the father of Lois's kid. And, you know, he kept not sacrificing himself for the multiverse, blah, 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 and all those other things like that. So, but, you know, there was a vision to it. And... Uh, you know, actually, I'm trying to think of the thought I was going. To, I was going down, and I don't know if if I was actually going down the thought I had. But you know, I always keep hearing about how you know the DCEU or or the DC Mar or the DC Cinematic Universe, blah blah blah. It's so much darker and everything like that. What's wrong with that? 
I don't see anything wrong with that. What's well, the like darker? I agree. And what do I they agree. mean by darker? It's more like there's no because like, there's no humor in it, or is it any more violent than you know the Marvel movies? I mean, what what? So when they say darker, what do they mean by darker? I think they mean heavier themes. Uh, it's not a popcorn flick. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and I don't know. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to come up with some differences between a your typical Marvel movie and your typical DC movie. And well, I'm not I you coming up with any really you, good ones. Well, everybody likes to you know everybody likes to say you know Disney's got the formula with the Marvel movies, but. You know, after the first few, they cer- they certainly got more distinctive. Like the Winter Soldier was a spy thriller, or a spy movie, or something like that. And so, did you think? I mean, that was a for Marvel. I guess that was a dark movie. Yeah, it wasn't really humorous or anything like that. Nothing right. wrong with that. It was just a genre. And and you know, I guess I guess maybe dark. They're talking about like like Superman doesn't kill and the Man of Steel he killed, but you know. I don't know. Let's say somehow just something intangible. Like you come out of a Marvel movie feeling good and you don't necessarily come out of a DC movie feeling upbeat. What do you mean? Well, okay. So, all right. So let's start at the beginning. Man of Steel. What was the ending of the Man of Steel? Depressing? No. Okay. Uh, BVS. Mm, uh, maybe. <laughs> you got me there. That one was probably the closest to being, you know, not a. Not no, a you know, movie. you know what? I I still haven't seen the director's cut of BVS, so I guess I need to do that now. What I probably need to do is well, I see you haven't. I can, no, I haven't seen the, the director, the extended. Is it a extended cut or director's cut? I guess it's extended. The extended. I've, so now, after watching Justice League and seeing how much the change is and it's better, I think I need to go watch BVS extended cut and see if it makes a lot more sense and everything or not if it's better for me i enjoyed man of steel i don't know why everybody craps on man of steel i freaking enjoyed man of steel i did too i love the and maybe this is coming off of battlestar galactica where they would have the uh point of view cameras you kind of had the shaky camera and it would zoom in and do all that stuff i love that i love that especially like some of the flying scenes and everything love that in man of steel oh I don't see why everybody craps on that. That kind of pisses me off now that I think about it. I don't know, because partly one thing I've Because it was like Christopher Reeves Superman, all bright and corny. Yeah. I if there's one criticism I hear or comment that I hear is that and maybe this goes on to the talking about the darker is that you don't have as upbeat and optimistic Superman. I don't think that's true. Um, you know, but, but you're saying, yeah, they don't have the Christopher Reeves all-American boy type thing. And it, it almost looks like Zack Snyder doesn't really think, it's almost like he doesn't trust Superman. Like Zack Snyder's 
Yeah, well, I I think maybe his whole vision was like so the whole Man of Steel, uh, Nats, N- Man of Steel, BVS, and then the Justice League one, two, and three was supposed to be more of a Superman arc, right? Right, because from what I hear from his what his initial plans were, you know, it just it just seemed everything centered around Superman, and and you know what that was what I found interesting in the Snyder cut versus the theatrical version. So in the theatrical version. Superman and like Steppenwolf, you, you didn't think you didn't see there was much disparity in their strength, right? Right. Like I guess in the theatrical version, it looked like almost like Superman couldn't take on Steppenwolf by himself. You get into the Snyder cut, and it's just like no contest. Superman's just cleaning his cleaning his clock, right? So you know, because I was reading, you know, so you know, reading the articles and things and stuff like that. It's like. I mean, he just—I mean, he's just setting up the the end all and be all as Superman. It's like Wonder Woman doesn't come close. None of them come close to Superman. So if he goes rogue, it's too bad, right? Um, and so I guess it was—I don't know—maybe that was his whole thing. It was going—he was going to do the. I—I I, sense it was going to be, even though it was going to be all these movies and Justice League and all that. It was—it was going to be like a Superman five movie Superman arc. I think that's what I've heard. I've heard. I think he did an interview or something because I've heard the same thing from an, on another podcast that that was his vision was a five movie yeah. arc. Yeah. So you know, this kind of almost goes back to like the themes about like how Marvel came to existence in the sixties and all that, because, you know, most of the DC characters started in the late thirties into the forties. Right. And they were the character caricatures of, you know, the, you know, the, the perfect superheroes, the perfect people and why people like the Marvel characters in the sixties was because they had flaws. You know, Peter Parker was a struggling high school student and everything like that. So you had your heroes, but they had a flaw. Right. While, While like, you know, it's like, Batman, no peer. Superman, no peer. You know, they're almost perfect. They're almost set up like gods. And I think that's how Zack Snyder was setting all this up. It's like, like in the Marvel, it's like, you, you know, you know, all the, the, the heroes and everybody, you know, they've, you can relate to them. Right. Cause they've got, you know, you, you see how many in the movies you see them. They're like in Avengers tower and they're just hanging out you know, joking, drinking, cutting jokes and everything, blah, 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 and everything like that. Man, you don't see that in the DC movies. No, you don't. Right, they're all separate. And when they go and then when they go into action, they're just just up there and it's like you don't stand a chance. Right? Because they're wow. just they're just so far up there. And you know, maybe that's what they mean by more maybe that's where the dark is coming from. That there's just so, you know, the DC heroes are being set up as just so powerful and, you know, I don't want to say black and white, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's no middle and ground. While you can, you know, an everyday per, you know, while you can relate to the Marvel ones. Maybe, maybe something to that. And what I find ironic, I don't know why this has stuck with me. So, but you remember, I can't remember if it was the late, it had to be the early nineties, early nineties, back when you had intercompany crossovers. So I remember it was a big deal. 
like in the early nineties, there's going to be a, an Avengers Justice League crossover. And one of the things I remember is like, so when the Justice League came over into the Marvel universe, they were commenting on how like how gritty and how dark the heroes were. And right. it was kind of a comments like like in the early nineties where like the the DC characters were more of the bright, happy, um, optimistic heroes, and the Marvel characters were all the uh, gritty because you know you, you had like Punisher, Wolverine, all the anti heroes were like kind of more on the Marvel side, right? And so it was like Marvel was 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 dark. And, and gritty with the themes in the nineties and, and DC was bright and optimistic and black and white between good, good and bad. No anti heroes or anything like that. And it's just, I just find it fascinating now. What, what 30 years later, it's almost like it's flipped. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I feel that way in the comics though. No, the comics and the comic, the uh, cinematic universes for both companies are different. And that's by necessity because a comic book movie is not a comic book and you can't have them, you know, there's, there's just things you have to do for a cinematic effort Mm -hmm. that you don't do in comic books. Yeah. Oh, and you're, I'm probably going to get reprimanded by you because you know what? I still have not seen Joker. I'm not going to reprimand you, but you need to see it. You really do. <laughs> I, I don't think Ronnie. To. I don't think Ronnie's seen Joker either. It's a good movie. It's not a comic book movie, but it's a good movie. Well, it's not based on a comic book character. It is, but it's not a comic book movie. Oh, okay. So it's on a comic book character, but it's not a comic book movie. No, you'll know what I mean when you see it. Okay. So I guess I'm going to have to join the club and watch it at some point. Yeah. I do like all the DC stuff being on HBO Max now. I do like that. Joker's on HBO Max. So you can watch yes, it, it is. I mean, I can watch it at any time. I just got to pick some time and do it. I haven't had much time to watch anything, but I did make an effort to sit down and, you know, watch the Snyder Cut. Um, trying to think. Man, I got to. There's so much I, I got to catch up on watching up. Work's just been kicking my ass. At least I'm keep. At least I've kind of kept up with my comics. I understand. Yeah. Oh, so anything else you want to talk about on the Snyder Cut? No. How do you I think, think the How do you think the black and white version is going to be? You going to watch the that? Black. I'll make black said, Yeah. Justice is gray. So I guess it's shades of gray as opposed to black and white. I'll probably go back and watch it. I don't mind. I like black and white films, or gray films, or whatever you want to call it. Well, do you like modern gray films? Yeah. So why? So why? So why does the lack of color? What does the lack of color do for you? I'm trying. I'm, I don't know what it does for me. Um, well, I mean, does it enhance the mood? Does it do something to the setting? Do you get more details? Because I think there's definitely a. It affects your mood. In monochrome. Same way with comic books, like monochrome, like Terry Moore's stuff, or Love and Rockets, or yeah, there's other ways because color and color can create emotions. Mm-hmm. 
bright colors, dark colors can affect emotions. And when you don't have color, now you have to have other ways of stimulating emotion. So that's what be what'll be interesting to me is seeing if the the gray version of Justice League evokes the same kind of emotions. All right. So what scenes do you think would benefit the most from black and white? So I'm I've got like three or four major beats in the story I'm thinking of. So um when Diana is t- is relating to Batman the first battle with Apocalypse. So then you go back in time and you're seeing that when the Atlant- Atlanteans, the Amazons, and the tribes of men are joined together to fight Darkseid. That right. whole scene there. So do you think that plays out better in black and white or color? Gosh, I don't know. That's a good good example. Because you got Zeus's lightning. Um you got when dark side comes down and he strikes and then you get that pattern in, in the, in the ground and everything like that and the parademons and everything like that. So are you getting more mood from the lack of color? Are you getting more detail? I don't know about detail. I'm not sure that color suppresses detail necessarily. It might. Detail would not be a thing I would think would be that, that big of a difference between mm-hmm. the two. Um, I don't know. Part of me wants to think, say that the color version would be better for that particular scene. But, okay. Um, because now you won't have the green flash from Green Lantern's ring. No. Uh, all right, so let's go to, and I, I'm going to pick another action sequence. And, I'm, and while we're talking about that, I'm going to try to think of something else that's not like that. So the sequence when when um, they reach wherever it is in Russia, you know, you're, you're, you're setting up the final battle. So now you've got the scene with Batman. They've crashed the, the transport, and he's running around in the Batmobile. Guns a-blazing. Which is right. interesting to say with Batman, right? And so he's going through all there, and you know you've got the, the the whole chase battle sequence. He's running around, he's shooting. You've got the plasma from the tower. You got you know Aquaman and Wonder Woman all coming in to help, and they're all working together and everything like that. So that whole that whole scenes there of them storming the nuclear cooling tower, right? Black better in black and white, better in color. See, I think that scene, because it's kind of monochrome anyway, uh, or the colors are dark in that scene anyway, I think it would be just as good, if not better, maybe in, in black and white. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. Superman, super, recently returned from the dead. Lois has calmed him down, and he's gone to Kansas, and he's... At the family farm that's foreclosed. Scenes where he's in the house or he's out in the field playing with the butterfly. Right. Better in color, black and white. See, I don't know. It's going to be different. I don't know about better. Okay. 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 Better is better's the wrong word. It's di- So 
Are you getting different emotions? Are you getting different details? The result in different emotions? You know, and maybe this is where you got to be, you know, you got to go to cinematography school or film school or something. I don't know. I can't answer that question on that scene. That's that's tough. I mean, my gut reaction would be that that scene would play better in color, but see, I haven't. I don't know. It, it depends on how he does these the gray version because it's not going to look like black and white films of the. Fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm assuming it's not going to look like that. Yeah, I do remember reading that this is the way he envisioned it. You know, from an interview he did because he saw everything. He was he was he saw everything black and white in his head to when he laid it out. So seeing it in gray is how he always visualized everything. And so I'm just see. I don't have probably I don't have an artistic bone in my body. So I'm just fascinated with this process and, you know, why you would think something in color looks is great for this, why black and white it would be for this. You know, some comics, I can understand that. I don't, you know, comics I get. Like, I love Poison Elves. It's black and white on the interior. Exterior is color. Color is garnish. And I I think the story, you know, but, you know, I like it better in black and white. But I don't know. Is that because I read everything of it in black and white, so I prefer it in black and white? Whereas if I had experienced it in color, I'd prefer the color version over black and white. I mean, does it come down to what your first, uh, no interaction is to whether or not you like it, black and white or color, you know, for film and or comics? I don't know. Boy, that's a good question. Because I don't, I mean, I mean, take it back. It's like, so first, you know, we've, I think we've discussed before about some, like some of the, um, comic characters designs are based on the foil color process from back in the thirties and the forties and how it had to appear in comic strips and everything like that. That's why, you know, Superman wears his underwear on the outside because you had to have the red there and you had to have the blue legs. So you could just sit there and differentiate and tell what the action going on was. Right. But, could, right. but you know, but could you get the same effect with just black and white? I mean, it is at that point, then it's the, you know, it's the, it's the storyteller and the, you know, how well the artist is as opposed to the colorist. Could be. I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess that's where I see where color allows you to contrast stuff and you don't lose, you know, because you're, you know, with comics, you're on a 2D medium. Film is traditionally a 2D medium. You know, now with like 3D effects and everything like that. So you kind of got to have the color to give like depth and the perceived, you know, 3D effect. Right. But now we kind of, I don't know, since everybody's so used to it and seeing things like that, you can go back to black and white and it doesn't make that big a, I don't know, your your brain is just wired now from growing up with color and seeing everything so that now you can translate it in and you kind of get the same effect, but you can get it from black and white where you couldn't before? Possibly. But, oh yeah, there it is. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Justice is gray. Yep. Is it longer? I don't know. 
four hours and two minutes. No. How long was the uh, original Snyder cut? Four hours and two minutes. Ah, there's nothing added. Apparently not. Let me see. Four hours and two minutes. Let's go see. Nope, they're both the same length, so there's nothing added or taken out. Doesn't mean anything couldn't have been taken out and substituted. Well, that's true. Hmm. Oh, what do you think about the aspect ratio? You know, when I was listening to the bright side chat, you know, them talking about the, you know, how this, the aspect ratio made, you know, you were looking up at the, you get getting more vertical. So you're seeing more, you know, you were focused more on the heroes and the stature of them as opposed to wide out and what's going on behind. I didn't really pay attention to that, but I almost want to watch it again just so I can sit there and, and see the effect of the aspect ratio. Yeah, I me too. I mean, I can't say that the aspect ratio affected it, the viewing for me one way or the other. Maybe subconsciously it did. Maybe it did because you're looking up. Um, but I don't know. I was fine with the the four two aspect ratio. Four to two aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. So, I guess our summary is like we liked it. I mean, that couldn't play in a theater very well. I True. don't think <laughs> because the theater screens are now. Now I don't know if you've seen it, but you probably have. I know a movie that wouldn't work in black and white would be Aquaman itself. I haven't seen that one. Oh, you haven't seen that one? Oh, no. it, is, it is bright and colorful. I haven't seen the Aquaman. Or I haven't seen the second Wonder Woman movie film. Mm, I want to withhold my comments on the second Wonder Woman film. Just because okay. I enjoyed the first one so much. And so it's just like, mm. I've heard critically it didn't do as well. Yeah, yeah but it Pretty got, cool. you know, it, it got streamed. It was like Christmas Day. Maybe it was more a theater experience. Right. I don't know. I mean, I watched it. I enjoyed it. It's, I don't know if it's one of those I'm just going to, I can just, you know, it's like Man of Steel. It's like the other, like the Man of Steel. Well, I was sitting there saying if they're playing on, if I'm flipping through channels and, and it's playing, then I'll, it doesn't matter where it's at, I'll finish watching it. But I don't really think they play anywhere else but HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. So it's not like I can like flip through channels and it's playing and I just uh, keep on watching it. But it's no. like, man, it still would be like that for me. It's like, oh, okay. All right, I'll finish watching this. But yeah, BVS Ultimate Edition is on HBO Max, so you can watch it there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, what I'll end up doing is I'll make Anne watch them in the opposite direction. So we watch Justice League Snyder Cut, then we'll watch BVS, then we'll watch Man of Steel. Okay. Work her backwards through it. See if that changes the way things are perceived. <laughs> I think half the time she just watches the stuff with me just to like, uh, so we're doing stuff together. Right. I don't know. Aunt Pam may like, she'd probably like Man of Steel. I'm not sure she'd like 
Batman versus Superman. I don't know. Sometimes they surprise you. Could be. So, well, anything else for tonight? Oh, I don't think so. I, and, um, we're all comicked out. Yeah, I believe so. Hmm. Well, this is no geek vine, that's for sure. Well, not no. geek vine, geek brunch. Geek brunch, no. They just be getting warmed up by now. Yes. They're, they're, they'd be at the throat clearing process. <laughs> all right so you want to sign us off yes you've been watching and listening to best of the rest if you'd like to tweet the show we're at botr comics you can reach me at j forgets and i'm at Oot inger we will see you next time good night